Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.briankmcrae.com and you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. and enroll in here. This is the connection offense. And um, we talked about, uh, so again, how many of you were here last month? All right, good. What was your big takeaways from last month? Follow up. Follow up. Good, love it. Put all of it in one place. Put all, put your database in one place. So we talked about building a business um, around relationships. So you gotta put all your connections in one place, thank you. Okay, what else did we learn last month? It's fun to look for a new CRM. It's fun to look for a new CRM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad somebody enjoys it, Corey. From the Google Sheet, that's a good place to start. All right, what else did we learn last month? Prioritize. Prioritize. Yep. So let's go, let's do a quick review for those. Um, well, we're going to get into that. That slide's in the wrong place. We talked about the purpose of the event, connection offense. We're going to give you today. We're going to give you a three-part system. To, to do this. Uh, you're gonna be absolutely astounded because this is gonna be revolutionary what you're gonna hear today on this three-part system. I promise you, you will never have heard this before. All right, and then there's gonna be some qualifying questions. How do we have, what questions do we ask? How do we use curiosity to make sure we're not wasting our time, we're focused on the right relationships? And a simple system for becoming a super connector. One of the things, if you want to scale your business, is the ability to connect with people, to come across as a giver. But those are going to be the three things we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, um, we need to recap last month. And the number one thing, if I ask, if I, well, let's do this. Let's try it again. It always, it never fails. How many of you want more referrals? Okay. Your hands are mine, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Take your notes. Got it. All right. So everybody wants more referrals. The problem with it. And that's what, by the way, this was a study done by John James. Notice, it's more than 63% in this room. When John wrote that book, though, it was 63% of business professionals he was dealing with. And then, we talked about what percentage of business owners did not have a system for generating referrals. Now, I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand uh, in this environment, but just ask yourself, do I have a system for doing that? And usually the answer is no. I talk to sales professionals all the time through the business, through our coaching uh, program, and John said the vast majority don't have a system. 80% of professionals who want more referrals don't have a system to generate them. That's a horrendous stat. And what's even worse is that, that number is probably higher in this room. So what the intent here is to share content with you that will give you a system that you can show up in a room, know how to, how to add value in a room, and build relationships. We're going to talk about that today. Because literally all of our businesses, you know, we just, you know, we're in, it's February, what, 16th? 
vast majority of you, the, the New Year's resolution's already gone, we know that. But guess what? We all set goals at the beginning of the year. But here's what happens. We don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. You can have a big sales goal, but if your sales goal is predicated on referrals, you have to have a system. Now, by the way, if you're new here, there's kind of three systems we'll always talk about that you probably should have. A referral system, a productivity system, and a personal development system. We're really focused right now in the first part of this year, we're really focused on the referral system. We will pivot a couple times. We will intermingle some personal development stuff in what we do because as most of you are hanging around this event, you know, we believe readers are leaders and we know that, that personal growth is going to happen before professional success. Right. It's just going to happen. So, all right, so we, gotta, we, have to, we, have to, we have to increase our systems specifically when it comes to referrals. And last month, again, to recap, it just said when the what becomes clear, when I know that I want more referrals, the who and the how begin to appear. So I want you to remember that statement. You might even want to take a picture of that because whenever you're struggling with a business challenge, here's a good way to look at it. Write it down, take a picture of it. If you want more referrals, remember this statement. When the what becomes clear, the who and the how will appear. So last month we spent a lot of time on who, building your database. So this is what we talked about. So this is what we do with the who. We gave you a system for the who, a process to go through the who. You gotta collect your, your connections. It's an inventory of relational assets. You're collecting your relationships. You're organizing them in one place. As Corey said, he's probably got the perfect CRM now that he's been done all that research. <laughs> so you're gonna organize them in one place. And then the interesting part is, it becomes a little overwhelming. So if you've gotten through the first two steps, which I hope you have, if you've gotten through the first two steps, then it becomes, okay, now how do I prioritize? So we talked about prioritization, and I'll give you just a quick rundown on that. And we talked about engaging. We're gonna spend some time on engage. We're going to talk about how today a little bit more. We talked about who a lot last month. We're going to talk a little bit more about how this month. But just recapping, so prioritizing your connections. This is how we prioritize them. Now when I say we, this is how you could prioritize. You don't have to do it exactly like this, but what I want you to be thinking is that every person, you know, we live in a great country. We talked about this last month. We live in a great country and we're all created equal. But not every relationship and every person is equal to your business. Okay? Some are going to be more influential in your business. This is a way to find out and prioritize those relationships based off of past performance, the potential for them to refer you, and the probability that they will refer you. And the system that I'm sharing with you just accelerates the probability someone will refer you. Why? It's what, I, to be, it's what I personally implemented, it's what I've coached team members on, it's what we have coached people inside the you know, Jumpstart Academy, the Radical Referral Academy, folks in Accelerate. There have been hundreds and hundreds of people that have been through this stuff, and it works. I just mentioned Jessica Jacks. She used the same thing here. And what, she, what we're all trying to do is build ambassadors, and you need an ambassador development component to your system. And we'll talk about that today. All right. So, you guys ready for the revolutionary thing that will help you create raving ambassadors for your business? Yes. yes. All right, get ready. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> you see those three things in the middle there? One to one meetings, events, and phone calls. It's revolutionary, isn't it? How many of you are like, oh my gosh, mind blowing? All right, 
Guys, we're building a relationship business. Now you'll notice, in, at least in our connection offense, this is our connection offense, and what we teach and coach people on is what we implement on our team. Um, but this is the way to engage and energize your connections. One-to-one -one meetings, events, and phone calls. How much, how much of that? Now Ryan's looking at me like, what's next? Guess what, Ryan? It's, it's one-to-one -one meetings, it's events, and it's phone calls. Now, you can intermingle things, but the core behind any of this is going to be those three things. And then you'll see that other things are sprinkled out there. By the way, we got the king of handwritten notes here today. Yeah, he's just going to chuckle. How many of you know who the king of handwritten notes is? All right, anybody, who, who's going to give, give me the first name that comes to when I say the king of handwritten notes? Mark. 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 So, Mark, by the way, probably would put handwritten notes probably higher than, I don't, I don't know where he would put them, but he put them pretty high because he built his business on it. So, uh, we've got to actually probably get him to do some uh, training on that at some point. So. All right, but um, you'll notice that those things are sprinkled out because they're intended to support the in-person stuff. <coughs> the actual dialogue that you're having. And what we're going to try to do today is help you with some questions. So when you're in, and we're going to focus specifically on some questions that will help you in all three of those, uh, all three of those uh, components of the system. So we'll focus on questions that will help you in each of those. And then we're going to really dive in deep on becoming a super connector using a one-to-one -one strategy that has worked incredibly well. We'll talk, it's called the connection off, or the connection day. So we'll spend some time on that. You guys good with that? So we set the stage pretty well. Karen's ready to roll. Okay. You're ready. All right. All right. So portfolio quality questions. So that three-part system, again, one-to-ones, events, and uh, phone calls. Now, by the way, where are you at today? I'm an event. Come on, seriously. This is a mastermind thing. This is, this is collective. Tom Cracker smile. Go ahead. Event. You're an event. So I'm going to actually let me go back to this real quick. One of the things I want you to do here, one little tip. Um, got this, uh, I saw Sean Hutto running around it's somewhere. But, um, yeah, there's Sean. Sean gave a little acronym. Just remember this one. Bam, bam. Book a meeting from a meeting. Isn't that cool? Here's the deal. When you come to an event like this, you're looking for one person. And you're trying to book a meeting from a meeting. What are you trying to book? Take a look up there. Where do the arrows run? You're at an event. What are you trying to do? One-to-one or... Phone call. A phone call. Now, by the way, book a meeting from a meeting. Could be a one to one, could be a phone call. What you're trying to do is have some follow-ups, something to follow up with someone. So keep that in mind. But as you're here today, you're at an event and you're looking to drive a relationship that you just met or a relationship that you have, you're looking to take them one of two ways. Phone call or an event. So, excuse me, phone call or one to one meeting. All right, so let's get going here. Portfolio quality questions. Remember the quality question I asked you earlier, how many of you are podcasters? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not a lot. That wasn't the intent. It wasn't a very good question. So I have to upgrade the quality questions. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about here right now. So the quality of our questions will determine, will be proportionate, excuse me, the quality of your life will be proportionate to the quality of questions that you ask of yourself. By the way, that's the personal development side of it. And of others. Okay? So keep in mind, there's going to be two applications for the, the questions that we're going to be going through today. There's going to be questions that you ask of yourself, and there's going to be questions you ask of others. All right. And here we go. Portfolio quality questions. Number one, you're going to need a list. And if you don't, I would suggest you get out a piece of paper. I see some people, I hope you're taking notes on your phones. That is my hope. 
Um, by the way, a little interesting stat that is probably preventing you from, uh, uh, by the way, I, I'm assuming I'm let, everybody that's on their phone is taking notes. That's what I'm going to assume here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. we're, uh, we're reading a book as a team, and it, uh, it said, uh, if you can define, if you can't define it, you can't defeat it. What do you think the enemy is <laughs> to you building better relationships? What's one of the enemies that you have? Distractions. Distractions. Fear. Fear. That stuff we can control. Uh, yeah, there's some stuff up here, but there's some stuff that we're also doing. One little story I just recently heard. So, and by the way, it's because phones. I see phones. And I, I'm hoping, praying you are taking notes. But the point is, um, how many of you have heard of the term infinite scrolling? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> what is infinite scrolling? <laughs> It takes about three hours. Yeah, it's, it's, why, it's why carpal tunnel and thumbs are getting operated on at a higher rate than they ever have been in history. Wow. Guys, it's infinite, infinite scrolling was, uh, I don't remember the uh, software developer that created, uh, created it, um, but he was acknowledged in the industry for this revolutionary code that he wrote. And it's really changed social networking, uh, the internet, how the internet is used, specifically mobile devices. But um, he was interviewed recently. And um, he said it's the worst thing he's ever done in his life. He did a study, he's like, I, he just felt horrible. He did a study and kind of, he estimates. I want you to listen to this number. He estimates that 275,000 human lives, the equivalent of 275,000 lives, are lost every day because of evidence scrolling. Not my number. That's the that's the creator of the code, the infinite scrolling. And all I'm saying is, what I'm trying to do is, what is distracting you from from building relationships? It might be infinite scrolling, it might be fear, but I can promise you, 275,000 lives. Imagine, imagine if there's a portion of that was spent developing relationships. What could happen? So I'm just trying to help you define what's going on, so we can defeat it. There's things that are keeping us from building relationships, and that's the purpose of this event, to come back and build an intentional business. We want to try to connect with you on a monthly basis to help you build an intentional business. It could be a client. It could be a strategic partner that you haven't connected with. Your business is struggling, so what do you do? You, yeah, I'm getting off on a tangent. Let's get back to the stuff. <laughs> but here's my point. If you can't define it, you can't defeat it. I'm bringing up infinite scrolling because the next time you're scrolling, I want you to do one of three things. I want you to book a meeting, I want you to pick up the phone and call somebody, and I want you to go to a one-to-one. -one. Build relationships. Go be a helper. Make a difference in someone's lives. And it will help if you have a portfolio of quality questions because it helps connect. All right, step two. When you're, when you're in conversation, when you're building relationships, you know, two, uh, two ears, one mouth, using proportion. We've heard that, but be interested in the other person. And the quality of the questions you ask will help demonstrate that you are interested in them and not just trying to control the conversation by being interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. And then one key that is incredibly important, in my opinion, um, and this was supported by a book, uh, Never Split the Difference, a best-selling book by an FBI negotiator. One thing I learned from that, he said, use at, at, all, at everything you're doing, try to use what and how questions. What and how questions. So as you're building your portfolio of quality questions, try to focus them on what and how questions, all right? 
And then there's four types of conversations. We talked about this a little bit last month, but we're gonna dive into this a little bit. And um, you might wanna get a piece of paper and uh, we're gonna go through restorative, transactional, relational, and referral conversations. We're gonna try to help you engage so that you can build better relationships, you can prioritize your relationships, and you can increase the probability of a referral by following some of this advice. Okay, so we're gonna start with restorative conversations. All right, restorative conversations are where you are fixing something. Now remember, it could be you, or it could be the person you're talking to. The context here, by the way, these questions can be used for you or someone that you're talking to. Generally speaking, we wanna to try to stay out of restorative conversations. There is one productive way to have a restorative conversation, at least one way, in the context of today, we'll talk about that. But um, when, you're having a, when, you're ha when you're trying to fix something in your business, so some of you, um, this is a great question, specifically as it relates to your core competence. If there's a problem in your business, ask what the real issue is. Ask what the real issue is. What's the real issue that you're dealing with? Ask yourself, what have you tried? And what are you about think, think, thinking about doing next? Those are very clarifying questions when you're trying to fix something. And if you really want to spice it up, put a by land, that'll help you make some progress on it. I'm sorry, I, I missed something. Yes. Just calling people out. Ah. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike might have seen some of this yesterday. Uh, Mike, uh, we asked some how questions of Michael yesterday. So, um, but anyway, Mike, that's a different story. Uh, but anyway, the uh, buy when is an important part of that. All right. Um, so that's the uh, that is the restorative, the upper left hand quadrant of the types of conversations. By the way, anybody ever go back here real quick? Anybody ever use these? Dawn? Yeah. Yeah. Now there's going to be a context here. I know Mark has. Um, what, what's the benefit you've seen? Was it personally or professionally that you've used them, Mark? Both. You know, there's a book called Crucial Conversations mm -hmm. how to uh, implement the strategy to have the difficult conversations. Especially the one I find the hardest is that right there. How do you redo the relationship that you already had with the person that you know it's went sideways for whatever reason? I find it very difficult to do. Yeah, that's good. Crucial conversation is a great book. Um, here's one context that uh, will, when you're in a one-to-one, -one, take note of these. How many of you, this is a great way to use it in a productive manner. It can fix something, but you can also use these questions to, have, to help someone else fix something. So when you're asking what the, what the real issue is here, a great way to invert this is, uh, or to change that, that question up a little bit, is what? What's the biggest challenge you're having in your business right now? What's the biggest challenge you're having? So when you're asking someone else, it's a great question. You help them, listen to them, because you ask them and you'll self-coach them to help them come up with their own solution. It's been a great strategy for your one-to-ones. So that's tip number one. So take those down. And I would just, if I were asking someone else, I would ask, what's the biggest challenge right now? And that's one way to help someone fix someone when you can fix something that they're having in, in terms of a business challenge. All right, transactional conversations. We're gonna spend as little time as possible here. All right, how many, how many, we had over 80 different professions attend this event. We've lost count. Um, probably got a new one in the room today. Matter of fact, we do. We've got, uh, first key then, is it the Scent business? Uh, Candle Fusion Studio, yeah. Candle Fusion, okay, you're the first Candle Fusion Studio. So 81, we've had over 81 different <laughs> professions attend this event. Thank you for being here, Keith. Um, 
So it's very difficult to get into a confidence-based transaction because every one of us have different challenges when it comes to the transaction that we're conducting. We've got a lot of real estate-based professionals here. Um, we all have challenges in transaction. But really, transactional conversations get misplaced because it's when we're talking about our core confidence. And how many of you have been at that one-to-one -one meeting where somebody shows up and throws up about what they do? Raise your hand. How many, of you, how many of you want to sign up for that all day long? No hands are going up. And I believe it's just an absence of something. So there's a lack of, of understanding of how to connect with people. We think we have to go out and talk about what we do. Building referrals, handling, it's warmth and confidence. There was a study done by, uh, um, in, a, in a book called Captivate, Vanessa Van Edmonds. She asked, um, she did a study, by the way, she's got, a, it's a great book, by the way. If you want to take this concept of connecting with people to a nth level, read Captivate. But uh, she did a study. She said, what are people looking for? She said, if you, in the relationships that they have, if they could send the relationship, their best relationships to training, would they send them to warmth training or competence training? Mm. Mm. Interesting. So let me ask you this. I want you to think about your best referral partner. And you've got, you've got to send them to a course, pay, have it paid for. You're going to pay for it. You're going to send them because you just want them to get better. Would you send them to a course that taught them to be more warm? Or would you send it to, to them to be more confident in what they do? How many, say, how many say warm? Raise your hand. How many say confident? That was about the ratio inside the book in her study. What does that tell you? What's the skill that's missing? Emotional. emotional intelligence. Guys, your referral partners want you to be more emotionally intelligent. By the way, what are you doing today? What are you working on? Your emotional intelligence. It's the soft skills. So guys, by the way, the other enemy that we're dealing with is technology. We've talked about technology once, we'll talk about it again. If we don't think technology is creeping into our businesses, to the state. It is, everywhere we go. However, what cannot, what, what can technology not replace? Emotional intelligence. Our ability to connect and relate with other people. So I would encourage you, whether it's a book like Captivate, whether it's sticking around for lunch afterwards, sharpen your skills on building relationships. AI can't replace that. It's the one meta skill. Our ability to learn and adapt will outpace that. They cannot replace relationships. It cannot replace relationships. So, but anyway, back to transactional conversations. It's, a, it's all about, really, about our core competence. And it's usually information-based about what, when, where, and how it's. And in personal life, you know, it's syncing up calendars with your significant other. That's a transactional conversation. So, all right. Now we're gonna spend some time here. Let's park here for just a little bit. I want you guys to get out some paper, and this is where we're actually gonna mastermind. Um, so the Mastermind Project is bringing two or more people together, and what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of spend some time, park here for a little bit, get your notepad out, and what I want you to do is I'm, we're going to help you build your portfolio of quality. How many of you have written down questions so far? How many of you got a question? All right, real quick, what questions do you have down so far that you would put in your personal portfolio of quality questions? Just share real quick. What are your goals? What are your goals? Okay. We haven't come that one yet, but that's awesome. That's going to be fun there. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Okay, so now we're really getting it. Yeah. And okay, how's your database? How's your tip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, you have your sheet together. Uh, 
What's your retirement goals look like? What's your retirement goals? All right, now we're getting into retirement. So let's walk through these real quick. So family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. By the way, you'll hear these, uh, Michael Mayer calls it frog, and we're a big fan of seven levels of communication. He calls it frog there, family, recreation, occupation, and goals. Um, Bob Burr and uh, John David Mann call it Ford, I believe, um, and uh, so, several other people. They're different acronyms, but it's essentially family, occupation, recreation, and then what are their aspirations, whether it's dreams or goals. So we've got dreams here and then aspirations and goals. So let's just break these down. So what I want you to do is I want you to be thinking about yourself when you're playing the connection offense. So you're here, maybe you're sticking around for lunch, and you need a, a framework to have a conversation. And you don't want to be, you want to be interested, not interesting. So you have to ask questions. It's designed to get someone else talking. So what questions are you going to ask? This is the framework for the relational type of This is real easy. Everybody can do this. Can you remember that? Four. Yes. Okay. We can remember four. Family. What questions can we ask that are family oriented that start with, uh, hopefully, a what or a how question? Yeah. Go ahead. How do, you plan, how do you plan on spending more time with your family? How do you plan on spending more time? Okay. What else? By the way, take down. If you see, here's something you like, build your portfolio book. So I want you to imagine you're in a one-to-one, -one and you want to start asking and learning about something. You don't know this person. This is somebody who could refer you time and time again. They have the, they have the potential to refer you multiple times. It's the most influential person you could possibly meet with. And you want to go, and you want to build a relationship with so we want to talk about family. John, go ahead. What is the background of your family name? What's the background on your family name? Now that's really specific. So, okay, good. Paul? Are you from St. Louis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then go ahead. <laughs> Notice I said the what and how. I didn't say where. No where. I can't do that. I'm not asking where questions. I'm kidding. Um, that's fine, Paul. No, it's a, it's a good question. Yeah. Either they say yes and live here your wife, and they say no. Yeah. How do you end up hearing that? Yeah. So um, the, tell me about your family. Right. So, yeah. Just real simple, you know. So there's one. Um, now notice it's more of a statement slash question. What do they call it? Anybody know I'm not an English major? Never mind. Didn't start with a letter out. Um, all right. What other questions can you ask? A family. What are you most excited about in this next season? Okay, what are you most excited about with your family in the next season? Love that. By the way, the word excited in conversation is a huge spark. A huge spark. Okay? Well, tell me about your family. You're from the area. Come on, we're masterminding. What else would you ask? How many kids do you have? How many kids? Do you have children? What do they do? What do they do? Tell me about your family. Yeah. Good. All right. Occupation. How can we get into that? What do you do for a living? How do you bless others? How do you bless others with what you do? How long have you done it? How did you decide to take up this profession? How did you decide? By the way, one of my favorites is how did you get started? I love how did you decide to take on this profession? What is the path that brought you there? Yeah, but it's, no, now just notice what's happening here. You can ask it all kinds of different ways, but what you're trying to do is ask them an open-ended question to get them to talk about what they do and what's behind why they do it. The key is asking questions without asking actually why. In the book, he talks about why it puts people on the defensive. Yep. But tell me about why. Hey, what got you started in real estate? What's got you started in X, Y, or Z? Really? Tell me more. Tell me more, tell me more. You're always interested in the story. You get to know the story. 
Why is that important? Because they get really clues from their responses. You get clues, exactly. You get a thread that you can, because people are looking for three things. They're looking for connections to people. They're looking for context in a conversation, something they can connect with. So they're always looking for a way, and they're looking for threads, things that they, they can connect, similarities. So we're trying to find similarities by asking questions. And that, by the way, again, write this book down. If you want to take this stuff deeper, Captivate is probably the best book, and it's based off science that Vanessa Van Eppel. If you want to connect with people, read that book. Brian, did you say the name was Vanessa? Vanessa Van Edwards. The book is Captivate, New York Times bestseller probably five to seven years ago. Okay, occupation. We've kind of covered that. All right. Uh, what about recreation? What do you like to do when you're not working? What do you like to do when you're not working? What do you do outside of work? What are your vacation plans? Yeah. I'm sorry, I heard one over here. What are your vacation plans? Yeah. Exactly. What, any plans for vacation? What was the best vacation you ever took? Tell me about the best vacation you ever took. See, notice what's happening here, guys. I just want you to get some sparks in your head. Build a portfolio of quality questions so that you can spark your conversations. Because everybody likes to talk about themselves. That's our job to unlock that so we can find ways to connect with people. All right. And then dreams, aspirations, goals. What's some questions that you can ask around that? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in five years? <clears throat> what would you like to achieve? What would you like to achieve? If you won a million, if you won the lottery, what would you do? If you won the lottery, what would you do? By the way, I, what, Don, you, what was yours? What are you most excited about in this next season? So what are you it. most excited about in this next season? Now, here's the key. How many of you, how many of you have a goal currently for your business. Good. How many of you have a 12-week goal? I hope if I've got some jump starters. Good. We're big 12-week we're, we're fans in here, 12-week year fans. The key component here is what, anything you're excited about. Because what ends up, when you ask questions, what ends up eventually happening? What happens to those questions? They end up coming back to you. Here's the cool part. When you build your list of portfolio quality questions, you're going to be asking questions that have a high probability of coming back at you if you've got somebody that is willing to be have a sense of reciprocity with you. By the way, if they don't, it's going to be pretty indicative of whether they're going to refer you or not. Okay? So when you start asking these questions, you're asking questions, and the whole component, you want to have good answers to the questions for yourself that you're asking to someone else. So if you've got an exciting project that you're working on, that is your cue to see what you're looking for a threat that you can maybe help them with, whether it's a, a contact, whether it's a referral, whether it's a resource, you're looking for something to help them with, but you're also hoping that the same thing happens to you. They're asking you the same question. Got anything exciting you're working on? And you should have an answer for that. It should be based off of a goal that you're trying to accomplish. Then hanging on this community, yeah, I got a big referral goal. You know, some of you use that, and Michael Mayer talks about it. it says, I want to give I want to give X number of referrals and I want to give Y and I'd like to get Y number. And it's always two X. Yeah, I got a big referral goal that I'm working on right now. Really excited about it, doing some cool stuff with it. And they'll start asking me questions. So the point is having answers to the questions that you're asking for yourself. Any other dreams or aspirations? I got one. Yeah, Nate. Uh, who do you admire the most? Who do you there you go? 
good. Yeah, it's, I love it. And then could ask for you know, so you have a mentor in the business. You can get into all kinds of things about relationships. But it's again trying to find a thread for similarities. All right. This how many of you got some questions now? All right, can you pick up the phone and think you'd have a better conversation based off of just Ford right here in terms of relational conversations? Yeah. All right, seriously? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah MJ's like, okay. All right. Here we go. So we got relational conversations. We've covered that at a high level. Here's some others that, um, you know, because here's, uh, here's the conversation sparks. This was a little bit of a, this is a note that I had several years ago from uh, Vanessa's book. Um, Rather than asking how's work, working on an exciting project, Dawn's favorite question. Um, how are you? What's been the highlight of your day? What's been the highlight of your week? What do you do? Um, working on any personal uh, passion projects is a better way to ask you. Uh, have any vacations coming up? What's your story? That's Karen's. She mentioned that. Um, what are you up to this weekend? Uh, what, do you, uh, what do you do to unwind? Different way of asking the question, what do you like to do outside of work? What do you do? You know, sounds like you're working really hard on your goals. What do you like to do to unwind? Right. Yep. You drop the cover off your ah, thank you. All right. So now, spend some time. We talked about uh, referral conversations. And the key to referral conversations, honestly, is to get invited in. Because we talked about it last month. Again, go listen to the podcast if you're interested. But the one thing, you know, you know everybody says, what do you have to do to get more referrals? Ask. Ask. And it is one way. It is absolutely one way. My encouragement to you, though, is to get invited into referral conversations. Start referral conversations. One of the best ways to do that, we talked about the green light question. Again, many of you, and most of you, there is a great way to get more referrals, and it is to ask. But it usually is awkward for you, and it makes the other person feel awkward as well. Not, not it. You can build a business that way. But if you use the green light question, it comes across as a, as a form of powerless communication. We talked about it, we may get into it a little bit, but if you use that question, when you use it, it increases the probability of a referral by 41%, statistically speaking. So that's the cool part about the green light question. We'll come back to it if we get a chance as we get into some of the other things we're talking about, because um, we went into detail on that last month. Which, by the way, green light question. John, sure. is it working for you? It is working for me, yes, finally. How did it work for you? Repetition. And you drilling me. <laughs> <laughs> Any successes from it yet? Any successes from it yet? Uh, yes. Uh, actually, um, uh, a realtor that uh, I've been trying to uh, get to shoot for, I asked that question. And, and what happened? Went ahead and said that there's no, no one in particular and <laughs> scheduled a shoot with me and now I'm shooting doing videos and photos. Come on. All right. So thank you. That's awesome. It worked. So what percentage of people actually implement what they learned? We, we talked about it. Less than three. Less than three. Congratulations. Thank you. You're a three percenter. Do you think that's something you can use to continue to build? Was it, was it awkward for you or, or the person you were talking to? No, it was actually smooth because I practiced it so many times. It just, it just flowed. Yeah. Good. Guys, I'm telling you, this stuff works. So, John, do you think you would have gotten that shoot had you not been here last month and then put it in practice? No, because it would have been the same reaction, like, hey, how are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? When can we shoot together soon? And 
that just would close. Got it. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you. Can you say the green light question? There's a few people who I've heard say, what is the green light question? That's a yes. So it's real simple. Actually, come here, John. <laughs> All right, so John, why don't you tell them what your green light question is? Well, hey Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. You know, I was wondering if you had a friend that. No, made... real quick, this is the green light question. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm going to set this up because if you're asking, you don't just walk into a room and ask this question. You've built some rapport, right. you've been through four, you're in a one to one, you're on the phone with someone, and you get to that point where you can ask a genuine question in an authentic way, and then you say, you know, if you had one of your colleagues that needed to have a shoot come up, or a video, is there anyone in particular that you would uh, specify to have them uh, do the shoot for? <laughs> all right, I was in, first of all, how do you feel about it? Good. That's good. Just out of curiosity, once you build that one real quick. Permission to coach you real quick. Sure, sure. Again, put just out of curiosity there. Oh, oh, out of curiosity, that's right, out of curiosity. Out of curiosity. Okay, start from the beginning. Okay. If, out of curiosity, mm -hmm. if there were a colleague that needed yep. to go ahead and have either a photo shoot done or video done, is there anyone in particular who would you, who would you recommend, recommend they, they call? Perfect. I don't know, John. Well, what, I would, it take, what, what would it take for me to go ahead That's and That's the great question. I know. Right. You probably said that. John, actually. You went a lot smoother, guys. If you had a friend, colleague, coworker, uh, client that had a need to shoot a video or maybe some photos for a house they were going to put on the market, just out of curiosity, who would you recommend they call first? It's that simple. And they may not have somebody. This person didn't have anybody. Well, he he said he used he uses several different people. Okay. And we can coach, by the way, and then there's what, what would it take for me yeah. to get on the list? What would it take for that's, me to be that person? That's exactly how I so do it. So you can go there. So the green light question is very simple. If you had a blank or a blank that was looking to do blank or blank, just out of curiosity, who would you recommend they call first? It's that simple. Go listen to the podcast. There's some great information in there. We covered it in more detail. John, thanks for trying yeah. and being up here and doing this. Yeah, you can give him another round. So we went implemented it. We spent some time. Uh, John, I just wanted to thank him for taking the picture. But by the way, go on our Facebook page, and you'll see John's work there. How many of you saw John's work last month? Raise your hand. All right. Well, you'll see it again this month because you're going to be in there. Mastermind Project, John's putting all our pictures up there. But I just was calling him and thanking him for that, and we had that conversation. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. All right. So referral conversations. We talked about that. So that's one way to get into it is to use the green light question. Get, and you get invited. So the interesting part is if you go through this board, there's sometimes you don't even have to get into the green light question. At a one-to-one, -one, or you're on a phone, and you're starting asking these questions around their family, what they do, how they got started, what their, what their goals are, what their aspirations are with their business, what their biggest challenges in their business. 
You start asking questions around that, and it's interesting what ends up happening. The table gets turned. Hey, tell me about what you do. How can we work together? You'll start to see things happening at a faster, more accelerated pace than, uh, than you typically would. And then what I want you to do is I want you to take, so we try to help you build your portfolio of quality questions. And what we're going to do here is try to, let's put them to work. So remember, the Connection Offense had three components. Revolutionary things to build relationships. What were they? One-to-ones. Phone calls. And events. Those three things. That's your Connection Offense. Okay? So those things you're going to do, and then what you do when you're there and how you do it makes a difference. We want you to use your portfolio quality questions in those interactions to build relationships. Okay? And if you want to become a super connector, here's what you do. This concept, now by the way, how many of you are using one-to-ones currently? Awesome. Room full, of, room full of connectors. Good. All right. Tell me what your current one-to-one schedule looks like for the past, right, what your one-to-one schedule looks like for the past 30 days, or what it might look like for the next 30 days, typically. How many do you do? Eight. Eight. Three. 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 Two. Could, by the way, depends on where your business is at. Some of you are growing business, and that, that, there's no judgment on how many. This is not a game about how many. It's about how well. So typically speaking, how long does it take you to get to your one-to-one? -one? 15 minutes. 15 minutes? A couple minutes to log into Zoom. So uh, walk downstairs and, you know, put some clothes on and <laughs> go to Zoom. All right, that's pretty good. Some people don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just don't stand up. 30 minute travel bus. <laughs> All right, let's assume you're traveling and it's not Zoom. If you're traveling, typically it's safe to say 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Now by the way, that's just drive time. That doesn't mean distracted time because you've left one task to go to another. Okay, how long are you at the one-to-one? Hour. How long does it take to get back? 30 minutes. So how long is it? What's the real cost of a one-to-one? At least two hours. Unless you do what? Unless you stack. What does stack mean? means you go to Panera and you have on 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock and a 1 o'clock. Now we're talking. Okay, more efficient. Okay. Home field advantage. Home field advantage, exactly. Comes out, to, this, this is a concept that was talked about inside seven levels. They call it the home field advantage there. But the point is, unless you stack. Now, how, by the way, how many of you like to be stacked? When I stack people, I make sure that the next person is a good introduction. Because then I get to meet the next person. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things, just a slight subtle, I would, I would encourage you. I call it a connection day, and that's what we're going to talk about. Why do I call it a connection day? Because if I invite somebody to a stack day, it's just a marketing, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a perception thing. I want to connect with people, I don't want to stack them. Not a knock against anybody that does stacks. I it makes complete sense. It's a logical explanation, but it's not a relational explanation. So let's go to the, let's, let's, if we use the term connection day, we're going to talk about that. Guys, this has been one of the most useful things. Number one, logically, it's going to save you some time. It's going to be a little bit more interesting for you to set up, which is why, is why most people don't do it. But it will, it will absolutely be more efficient for you. And in my opinion, uh, there's significantly more benefit behind the, the side benefits that come from being in a connection day. All right, so again, you're in a one-to-one -one meeting, phone calls, events. So what you've done is you've, uh, you've booked a meeting from a meeting. Uh, my first suggestion to you is pick a date. 
So if you have any interest in implementing this, first thing we can do is write this down. Pick a date. I want you to think about this. If you're going through your inventory of relational assets, you're engaging them, you're picking up the phone and calling them, and when you call them, there's going to be some logical things that you need to do. You're trying to book something. You need to do an event to invite them to, or a one-to-one. -one. So when it's logical, you're gonna invite them to a one-to-one, -one, and you're trying to put individuals into your connection day that will absolutely help you build your business, or that have helped you build your business. So as we talk about this, you want to energize your connections. So remember, we talked about collect, organize, prioritize, and energize. This is the way to energize your connections. So you've got your inventory relational assets. You've got a list of people that you're talking to. Some of them could be ambassadors. Some of them could be champions. Some of them could be potential champions. Some of them could be clients. I know we've got a lot of real estate agents in the, in the, uh, in the room here today. Um, a lot of times it could be a client that could be a, a, an ambassador for your business. But what I'm referring to for most in the room is these are typically professions that could refer you time and time again. Some clients can do that. So those clients can be ambassadors for your business. But the context here is business relationships to business relationships. Okay, so energizing your connection. This is a, a real simple formula. I typically book three. Most of the clients that I coach on, I tend to, you can book four, two, you can even book two if you want. But I do recommend the sweet spot's kind of three. You really want to have a miraculous connection day, go to four. Anything beyond that, I think, is just useless. So if you wanted to add a fourth one here, you just schedule a three o'clock appointment. All right. But so you put these you put these time blocks on your calendar. You pick a date, you put these time blocks on your calendar. Now your job, my suggestion to you, by the way, is to put that time out probably anywhere between two to four weeks. If you really want to do it, put another one two weeks past that. So you've got two options, because somebody might not be able to make the one day that you're doing it one of the things that I hear people say. So I would probably put at least one date on your calendar, preferably two. And if you're really, if you're implementing the 12-week plan, we recommend three to six. We recommend three to six. So 12 weeks is three months, so at least one per month, sometimes two. It's kind of a sweet spot. But you gotta schedule the first one. So today, just commit to scheduling the first one. Pick a date. How many of you got a date mine? All right, we got one guy back there. Potter's got one, you got a date. Good, put it on your calendar. Then what you're gonna do is you're just gonna put some time blocks. 11.30 to one, one to two, two to three. And then uh, put some buffer blocks on the front end of that and the back end of that so your day is scheduled. You're not running around crazy, you can be focused. You don't wanna put your shit out of 11.30 appointment, you'll be walking in the door at 11.30. If you want to try to show early, uh, we'll give you some suggestions on that as well. All right. So implementing, you picked a date. Now implementing your connection day, select the location. Okay. How many, I want you to think about a location. Now, my encouragement to you here, uh, I heard Panera a little bit earlier. Um, not a bad location. Um, however, my encouragement to you is pick a spot that people would want to go to if they weren't meeting with you. I see you shaking your head up there. <laughs> Pick a spot that people would want to go to even if they weren't meeting with you. Okay, so pick a restaurant. Uh, one little suggestion that's worked for me, take a look at the menu, the dinner menu. The lunch menu is about half the price of the dinner menu. 
So I tend, I would like to go to a restaurant that people want to go to. So I've held mine at Bristol's. Um, I've held mine at uh, Bishop's Post in Chesterfield. There's a couple different places, but pick a restaurant close to you that's got great dinner menu. But lunches are always about a half to two thirds of the price. So you get a better value. The cool part is you're gonna be hanging out here a while and if you're doing this consistently, if you pick the right location and you show up there, what kind of staff is the places that have good dinner menus typically have? What kind of staff do they typically have? <coughs> Higher quality. And consistent. So you're showing up at a place with better help. Now, by the way, how many of you met a waiter that you just connect with? Or a waitress? A server? So, yeah. John, John always tips well. So, yes. By the way, you keep showing up and you tip well, they like you even more. Guess who they talk well about? It works, I'm telling you. So, yes, we want to take great care of the servers. So, but pick a location, uh, and I would recommend that you schedule it in a place like that. So the people, because what you want to try to do is you want to make sure that you don't have somebody not show. I'm not knocking Panera, but somebody eating Panera any day of the week. Bishop's Post, they may not go to. Crystal Grill, they may not go to. Might need slightly more of an investment for you, but that investment is worth not having a no-show because your time is money. All right. So determine who. You want to determine who. Who do you want to be at your connection day? Who do you want at your connection day? So go back and think about, you've prioritized your connections. You've got ambassadors, you've got champions, you've got potential champions. You guys remember that? Who do you want at your connection day? So think about those three. Ambassadors, champions, or potential champions. Who do you want there? Ambassadors. Ambassadors? How many of you have no idea what I'm talking about? Brand new here. Listen to the podcast. All right. Think about your profession. Who, what's a profession you want? Uh, Bob, if you were meeting with someone, who would you want to meet with? Who would, what would you like to see at your connection day? Real estate people. Real estate people. Okay. Brokers. Brokers? Good. Investors. Investors? Okay. Real estate people that are prioritized by their volume. Prioritized by their volume. Good. <clears throat> who else? Lawyers? Financial advisors. Financial advisors. Okay, so now you start. You get a profile of professions that you want or ambassadors, champions, and potential champions in your business. So determine who. And then what do you do? Call them. <laughs> By the way, always have something, someone to call and something to talk about. Someone to talk to and something to talk about. And this is one of the ways to do it. So I start connecting with your IRA. Pick up, go into your sheets, go into your database, and start talking, taking a look at who would be a good fit. Now, remember, you got 1130 to 1. In my recommendation, you got three appointments. I would put the potential champion at 1130. I would put a potential champion at 1130. Why? Why? Because I want to spend more time. I want to get to know them. I want to find out as much as I possibly can about them. I want to go through the four questions. I want to see what kind of business challenges they have. I want to see what I can do to help. Those typically take a little bit longer. It takes a little bit longer to get to know somebody. But if I've got an influential professional, a broker, uh, a high-end, you know, 
an influential person. It doesn't matter what they do, but if it's an influential person, I want to get to know them. So typically I put them at 1130 to 1. And at 1 o'clock, this is where I want you to think about your best referral partner. Somebody that has been supporting you, they could be a referral partner, they could be somebody who has been supporting you, and you want to put them in that 1 o'clock seat. That's an ambassador, it could be an influencer, somebody who's on your side, and you want to reward them. One, you're going to buy lunch. Two, you're going to connect them with two professionals. How many of you would like to show up at a one-to-one -one and walk away with introductions to two professionals? I see George back there just mm -hmm. raised. We all would like more connections. So as the super connector, you've got an 1130 potential champion showing up, somebody who could refer you but hasn't. You want to get to know them. At 1 o'clock, you've got one of your raving fans there. Could be just to thank them. And what you're going to do is you're going to try to connect them. One of the great strategies here is ask them what's a great connection for them. If you're meeting with a financial advisor, we do that. What's a good introduction for a financial advisor? Brian, are you asking them that before when you schedule the appointment so that you're prepared the day of, or are you asking them that the day of? What would you do? I would probably ask them on the phone call when I was setting it up. Absolutely. Think about your best referral partner. Ask them what a good introduction looks like. By the way, if, you're, if somebody called you and said, what's a good introduction look like for you, and I would like to invite you to lunch, what would you think of that person? And I'm going to connect you with, your, with an influential person for your business. What would you think of that person? I like them. Like exactly. So this is, how, this is how you build influence. This is how you become a giver. It, and how hard is it? Pretty simple. Difference between simple and easy. You gotta execute for it to be easy. But it's simple to look at it and it's easy to execute when you actually take take advantage. But it's a great question, Karen. Do you want to ask them beforehand or after? Um, I I asked before. But you're connecting with your IRA. Does that make sense? Yeah, Mike, go ahead. Quick question I had in that we just discussed. Are you buying free lunches? Ah, the number one question. Are you eating free lunch? How many of you are on a diet? How many of you really want to eat free lunch? Okay, here's, here's, my, here's my number one suggestion for you. No surprises in your connection. No surprises. Think about what could surprise somebody. Would it be a surprise if you didn't eat? Yeah. Yes. Let them know. Ahead of time. Or, there's two ways to handle it. One, eat in three stages. Soup, salad, entree. Um, that's one way. Um, but typically, it's just hey. By the way, on the, when I'm when I'm having conversations with the one o'clock and the two o'clock. By the way, we'd love to have you. I'm gonna make some connections for you. Really, it's not about the food. It's about the experience. So with the one o'clock person, I'm saying hey, I'm gonna be hanging out all day. I, I, I call it a connection day. I'm gonna be hanging out all day. I really want to hear more about your business. By the way, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there from 11:30 to one. If you could do me a favor, show up about five minutes early. And I'll make sure I connect you with so-and-so. And I say, by the way, I may have already eaten. Please know I'm still lunches on me. Um, I just I share with them all. Mike, does that answer your question? Just be upfront. Be transparent about what's going to happen. Because what I'm trying, how many of you had somebody ask you to go to lunch with that little script? Anybody? Mm -hmm. A couple people of you have. So, but when you do that, does it put anybody off? The answer is usually no. Yeah. They're like, I want to, whoa, what's going on here? Tom, go ahead. And, and I'll generally let people know when I'm setting the appointment up. Yep. That's the, yep. that way they know 
exactly what you said, that it's about spending time together for me and getting to know you. Yeah. Yeah, and make some connections for it. Again, remember this. Here's the key. You're going to be at a nice place, but you really want the food to be a bonus, not the experience. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, here's the truth of the matter is, I typically only have buying two lunches. Now, that's the other question people. Who buys? Well, some people have the conversation up front. I've had some clients that have said, I have other people pay. But they're okay. I personally, if I invite somebody to lunch, if I get upgraded, if I do invite somebody to lunch, you should pay. So, so just, that's my rule. Yeah, just, so, but you don't have to. But typically, <laughs> even when I invite, doesn't, uh, I usually only end up buying two, maybe three lunches. And including mom. Yeah? I just wanted to say, I've been coffee with uh, hundreds of people, but I remember the one person that brought me to the invited me to Bristol. <laughs> and that's been like four years ago. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're talking about paying for different things, at one point in time, I couldn't afford the $20 book we were talking about here. Mm -hmm. And at one time, the, the invite somebody out to wherever was so scary. Mm -hmm. What I found was when I had somebody much more successful than me in business, they paid every time. Mm -hmm. So my greatest fear in the world was, oh my gosh, what if the bill comes to me? Two times, three times, you know, whatever it was. Well, every single time the other person paid without being uncomfortable, she said, hey, I'll take care of that. It's a great conversation. So my huge fears about lack of money weren't founded. Like, there's no big deal. So that's good. Great point. good. All right. So implementing your connection day. Pick a date and then do those three things. Any other questions on the connection day? Yes. What does IRA stand for? <laughs> Keep hanging around. By the way, we've got a glossary of relationships uh, right in front of you. Oh, that's not the, it's not the first time. Yes, it should be. If it's not, you don't have it. It's on the back. It's on the back. By the way, we do use some terms around here. Yes, Matt. Do you ever Ryan, repeat the question. I will. Yeah, so Matt, uh, Matt asked, do you ever book the same profession back to back. What do you mean by that? For instance, people in our profession are trying to work with real estate agents. Real estate agents? You book a real estate agent in front of another real estate agent. Um, I would not do it unconsciously, put it that way. Um, I would do it consciously, only if it was a good introduction. Um, you run the rhythm. I see, Mark, I see you shaking your head. Yes, you would. So you would well, have it's the right connection. Exactly. <laughs> so. Could be because they may be, if they're coming from abundance again, they're not afraid to help that other agent in it because those people understand there's plenty of work all the time. That's right, yeah. But yeah. if they're coming from scarcity, then you don't want those interactions unless the one is willing to help the other. That's right. I have, by the way, the first one that I ran, I ran it selfishly. I ran it for me, not for them. I had three or four real estate agents back to back, back to back. Now it went well, but it was with the heart of it. I obviously my heart wasn't in the right. I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it, you know. And subconsciously it was for me. It wasn't for them. So if it's, it would have been good connections, I would absolutely do it. So it's just it's with the right heart. I, I, I'm not opposed to it, but just make sure that it's for the right reasons. Does that make sense? I guess it's all about those initial phone calls. Yep. Yeah. All about the initial phone calls. I would think it would also be when you go back to what you were saying about um, the you know, 
putting them in the order of somebody that has potential, followed by somebody who's already you know ambassador level, that lends credibility then to your business who you've just been talking to this okay. first person about. If the person who comes second is your big cheerleader, just get rid of the microphone. I'm gonna say you know, we got an extra mic. <laughs> <laughs> She's absolutely right. <laughs> Because that's what's going to happen. Notice there's just some strategy behind. We'll come back to you guys in just a second. There's some strategy behind putting a potential champion and then an ambassador in the middle. The ambassador gets significant benefit by meeting two different people. They meet the lunch and they also meet the two o'clock appointment. But they also get to make introductions for you to those two professionals. Because there's one little secret. You tell everybody to show up five minutes early. They set the lunch Lunch appointment's at 11.30. The one o'clock appointment, you let them know, hey, can you favor, please show up about five minutes early and I'll make a connection for you. Could be meeting, I've got another meeting set up afterwards, I wanna make sure I connect to you. They show up five minutes early. And by the way, please note, there is a bio break needed for the person running in all the meetings. So <laughs> you're gonna need a bio break. So uh, there's a logical reason you're gonna step away for five minutes, but there's also a relational reason. You want them two to connect. We all have bio breaks, don't we? Yes. <laughs> So, um, so, so you step away, you excuse yourself, I'll okay, be back in just five minutes. Candidly, you'll go and you can take your phone, you can return a text or so real quick, get it out of your mind, go to the bathroom, but then while that's happening, guess what they're doing? Who do you think they're talking about? Why? Because you're doing, you've created an experience that they probably haven't seen somewhere else. So, how do you know Brian? And they're gonna start talking about you. And if it's, a, if it's an ambassador, they're singing your praises. If they've used you for a transaction or they're a current client, they're gonna start singing your praises. I love John. He shoots all my stuff. He's been doing it for years. He's awesome at what he does. So, they're talking about you. Yeah, but John, I'm gonna get to these guys first. So, two, two hands up here. Mike, you got a question again? I just wanted to have clarity on the third meeting. So you got a potential champion, you got a raving fan, and then just to clarify. Just Whatever's on your heart. Okay. Could be, a, could be an influencer, could be another potential champion. Um, I would probably put a potential champion, depending on where I'm at and who's, you know, who I've met with recently or who I want to get back together. Could be another ambassador um, in a different profession. Um, but you're just think, you're thinking strategically about who's a good connection for the person that I'm meeting with. And if there's not a good logical connection, then I'm looking for the one person that could be most influential for my business that I want to get to know. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. John, you did a switch on me years ago. Uh oh. <laughs> what did I switch, John? What you did was you invited me to stop by your table. I did. At a very high-level individual. We met for five minutes. We ended up getting together. Our first meeting lasted six hours. Wow. wow. Six, I think I remember you told me about that. I think that was Mr. Freeborn, if I remember correctly. So, but, I, and by the way, I was not involved in that six hour meeting, just FYI. So. But notice uh, so what happened. John was there, uh, and when you're hanging out at a place and you talk to somebody, hey, if you're gonna have lunch there, that's what ends up happening. You'll end up with a little community of people that are hanging out sometimes, and that's where John was. So I made an introduction for him. It's a good point. Thank you, John. All right. So who will you invite? We've kind of talked about this. You invite these potential champions, people who could refer you that have it. And when I say could refer you, I'm really referring to 
individuals who come across your ideal client as often, more often than you do. So in the mortgage industry, for us, it's real estate professionals and it's financial advisors, estate planning attorneys, CPAs. So those are kind of four, four that are always there. But you're looking for those individuals that, that could become A's and it's an individual who will refer you. The other one, A's that you want to become A pluses. So champions who referred you once that you want to get could be. So Mike, to answer your question, that third one could be a champion that you would like to get to know a little bit better. See what you can do to help them with the hopes and aspirations that they'll refer you more. Could be a way of thanking them for becoming a champion in your business. And then um, A's that you want to keep, that you want to keep A's. These are relationships that you want to honor. You want to make sure to stay as ambassadors for your business. So does that help with you with the who you invite? Make sense? Okay. All right. We kind of covered this already. All right, some best practices. I'm going to go through these real quick. Phone off, have a pen, paper, and write some stuff down. Ask quality questions. Because that's why I practice them. Write these questions down because that's where you're going to use them. All right, be slow to speak, quick to listen. That's why quality questions come into play. Be interested, not interesting. And look for opportunities to follow up. That's why you've got a pen and paper there. Look for business challenges. It doesn't take much to think of a book or think of a connection that might be able to help somebody. That's part of your follow-up. All right. During the event, uh, allow three to five minutes between making introductions, and there's your bio break and take your phone. So kind of cover those. All right. And then your follow-up. Send a text. Thank them for the time. Send an email. Do what Mark does. Send him a handwritten note before, during, and after the one-to-one. -one. <laughs> I love you, Mark. Um, make a connection for them. Send them a book. And then by all means, if it's somebody you just met, make sure they get into your database. So, um, all right. So your call to action. I want you to set one up. All right, how are we doing on time? 12 minutes. We got 12 minutes. All right, good. So, how many of you have committed to setting one up? Let's do this real quick. All right, how, who's here for the first time today and wants to set one of these up? Joey, get up here. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> All right, um, I, I don't, we, had, we only met about an hour ago. Telecommunications. Yes. Okay. And how did you hear about us again? Yeah. Dan. Okay. So, all right, telecommunication. What is a good uh, introduction? Um, what professions? Uh, we'll just pick one, lawyers. Lawyers, okay. Um, do we have any lawyers in the room? Yeah. Tom, yeah. all right. By the way, are you willing, you want to implement a connection there? Sure. All right, Tom, will you have lunch with him? Sure. Okay, all right, what, what's another good introduction for you? Um, uh, property management. Property management, we have any property managers here? Commercial. Commercial property managers. Does anybody know a commercial property manager? All right, we got a couple. All right, they doing that. Um, just any any uh, business manufacturer, we'll say. Business man, any business manufacturers in here? Okay. Anybody run a business in here with more than two phone lines? Okay. All right. What else? Um, uh, who's referred to you? Who's think about your last three or four referrals? What professions? Taxis is coming up. Real real estate agents. Uh, any real estate agents in the room? <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to have lunch with, with Joey? Anybody? All right, here we go. All right, so all right, so we got eleven thirty to one. We got one o'clock. What's another profession? Um, I don't do doctors, but uh, any somebody in, in the IT field. 
Anybody in the IT field? All right, give me another one. Who wants to have a who, who, who does Debbie need to meet? Because she's the one o'clock. Yes. Who do you need to meet, Debbie? Need to meet? Uh, a tax advisor. Okay. Could, okay. You, could you work with the tax advisor, Debbie? <laughs> yes. Okay, great. So who's the tax advisor? Internet, so John. All right, John, you bid two o'clock? Two o'clock. All right, here's the deal, Joey. You just got to, by the way, you guys make sure you connect with him over lunch or whatever you're doing. And by the way, speaking of, can we have boxes? I believe they're coming. I'm going to on that awesome. right now. Uh, we want to make sure I have lunch for you guys. Um, by the way, so if you want, you can stick around here, and I'm going to buy you. You do this, and I will buy you lunch. Okay. All right? Awesome. Sounds good. All right. So like, let's connect afterwards. I want to make sure you get this thing done. You got it. Thanks. All right. So make sure you guys connect with him, and then uh, so we've got one, two, three. Perfect. Look at that. There's implementation. So here we go, connection offense. I hope that was useful. So um, here's my suggestion. It's the speed of implementation. That's what's going to determine your success. I know some of you are sitting there and you're saying, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Well, do me a favor. Here's three rules. Start where you are. Just start where you're at. And then start with what, start with what you have. Some of you think I don't have enough connection. Start with what you have. Don't defer anything you're going to do because you're waiting for something else to happen. If, this, if you heard something today that you want to implement, start where you're at. Open your calendar. Do what Joey just did. You wanted to implement? Guess what? It's getting implemented for him. He started where he was at. He started with what he had. So, and then here's the key, guys. Start doing for one what you wish you could do for that you wish you could do for me. It's that simple. Do once what you wish you could do often. Do for one what you wish you could do for many. Because the mistake so many of us make is we go out and try to do for many what we wish we could do for more. Start with one. Start with one. It's starting with you. You asked the green light question for one, and you've got something. Do for one what you wish you could do for many. You did for one. Now go do it for many. So, all right. So that's my encouragement to you. So the success will fade with the speed. You start implementing, you'll start to get some results. I promise you. And then do me a favor. Joey, will you come back? Can you get this done before March? Our event in March. Yeah. I would love to hear what happens. Okay. All right. Now, if you like what you heard today, how many of you heard me talk about the academy a little bit earlier? If you're interested in joining the academy, just jump up here real quick. We've got some takeaways for you. You get all kinds of stuff. Number one, everything that we talk about on this glossary of terms. If you want to learn, this is what. If you want to learn how, I, I seriously consider joining the academy. It's thirty-nine dollars a month. You're going to get access to a course that we're about to launch that's going to run a couple thousand dollars. Jumpstart is in you. We're getting ready to launch it outside, and it's going to be it's going to be significantly more than you can get it for here in the community. So, thirty-nine dollars a month. The other component is you get to learn how to do all this stuff, and you get to next. You're going to be able to talk to Jessica Jack. You're going to have one coaching call a month to help you implement this. We want to help you double your referrals in an eighty-four day period. Jumpstart will do that. That's a course inside the academy. And then you've got coaches that are going to help you with that. You need a productivity system, we cover that in Jumpstart. You need a referral system, we give you all these details inside of Jumpstart, which is in the academy. That's $39 a month. You can quit at any time. And by the way, I have sign up, you have just come up here, they'll scan the code, they'll sign up, and we've got some giveaways for you. We've got an implementation guide for you uh, that is actually in my backpack done. 
Uh, we've got the implementation guide for your uh, connection day. We've got a couple other giveaways. We've got the jumpstart manual. You get to pick a book, and we have the 321 journal. So you get a whole package to walk away from here. If you don't know what the 321 journal is, you need to know, especially this environment. So you get all that, and we teach you how to implement it inside of the academy and the course that's there. And you get support from coaches once a month, and you get this event once a month as well. And we would love to have you if you want to be a part of So again, you can scan that code. Three simple steps. Scan the code, complete the information, and then you start jump-starting your workflows. So if not, just ask. I give money back. I want, I want more people showing up like John doing what happened here. That's the purpose of the academy. Because we're trying to increase the 3%. We want you to be part of that 3%. Okay? So, all right. So, we are, how are we doing on time? Look at that. Five we minutes. Got, we have five minutes left. So, don't forget, uh, we got box, looks like box lunches are coming in. They're right over there. So, if you want to, so that's the best box lunch ever. It had a better name. I don't know what to call it. But, uh, so. Yeah, so somebody asked me, well, what are you going to call it? I said, I don't know. We're just going to do it and see if it works. If it works, we'll keep doing it. If it doesn't, we'll stop doing it. So, um, but please, just jump over there. I think we've got a code on the table to, to give us yes. 20 bucks. Yes, PayPal um, and Venmo. PayPal and Venmo. And what's the other thing that's still? Cash. 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 We still take cash. By the way, it's a pretty much an honor system. So, um, and honestly, if you can, just uh, if you need a lunch and you don't have cash, you can bring us. So, all right. Um, any questions about what we talked about today? We got time for one or two. If you don't have a question, I got one for you. So what we're talking about is about with the stack or whatever you want to call it, super connector day. What, what do you do when there's the linger, the person that's supposed to leave, and the new person's coming in, and they take advantage of more than that five minute window and linger? What, what do you do with that? Um, I love that question. Um, so the question was, what do you do with the linger room? So you have somebody who wants to stay for a long period of time. Well, Tom, you want to answer? I bring an air horn. Air horn. You know, there's a couple things that I've seen. Uh, first of all, remember what I said, no surprises. I let people know ahead of time. I've got somebody, as soon as we sit, if I haven't said it on the phone, I say it as soon as I sit down. How are you doing on time today? Just just so you know, this was a connection day. I've got some, just like you showed up five minutes early, I've got somebody else showing up five minutes early. But just no surprises. If you let them know what's going to happen, they can expect it and plan around. So, yes? How many connection days do you recommend somebody do a month in this? In this beginning phases of this project? Um, well, the first, the first one is the first one. Get the first right. one done. That's, that's the best answer I can give you. Then secondly, once you've got it down, I would say it probably takes, it took me probably three to four times to get really, really comfortable with the process. Now, when we coach people through a 12-week year, we recommend, as I mentioned, three to six. So one to two a month. So, does that make sense? And I typically try to do them two weeks apart. I typically try to time block them on the same day of the week. That's what I try to do. So, good question. So, lingerer and the other question. Any other questions? Just a comment. If you have that lingerer and it feels like they just want to talk more, perfect opportunity to say, hey, listen, I've, I've got another meeting here, but I'd love to continue this. Can we set up another meeting? Yep. You just have you got to leave. That's leader to lead. So, and don't be afraid of being, you know. 
if you, you can, you're trying to avoid the awkward, it's a great question. And you're trying to avoid the awkward, but you have to, otherwise you're gonna create a bad experience for the person that's coming in. So you have to honor the person that's coming in, and, but rarely does it happen if you do it appropriately up front and set the expectation that there's no surprises. All right, so my question for you, what was most useful for you today? Let's go, rapid fire, what was most useful? Breaking down what you're just talking about, about having a connect day. Having a connect day. So the priority of what order to put people in to maximize the results from both them and you. I'm telling you. I want you to get this. You're going to do one? Yeah, absolutely. Have it done by, have it done. Yep, that's 16. Okay. Okay, yes, Mr. Cooper. I have a simplistic question. First time I was stacked by anyone was by John Brandwine, and he met me at 9 o'clock. Second person came around 10, and then I guess he stayed for lunch after that. You mentioned 11:31 and 2. Why, why are you doing it that late in the day? I want to have lunch. Well, part of it was I don't know that many rest, uh, breakfast restaurants that people would want to go to if I weren't going. So. When I invite people to Bristol, the answer was usually I can invite anybody to Bristol. It's that good. So I want to make sure I eliminated no-shows. I'm not, I'm not knocking any breakfast place, but it's hard to find a really good breakfast place with staff that's going to treat me, treat my clients, or my uh, connections. Yeah. So. Brent, what's your thought on setting up something where you, you've teamed up with other people who are also wanting to do things like speed dating. Now you're getting into something that is probably a bigger question than I have time for, because I want to honor everybody's time. So guys, whatever you wrote down, do me a favor. The speed of implementation will determine your success. Please go implement this. So in the meantime, what I want to do is say thank you for being here. I hope you'll be here. If I haven't met you, come up. I'd love to meet you. If you're interested in joining the Academy, we'll have Dawn up here helping. I'll be up here as well. But I'd love to hear from you. We have this little mantra around here. Study things that matter, practice things that matter, and then teach and share things that matter. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event schedule there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.